0: Had you actually read the email, you would know that the podcast you are about to listen to could contain explicit language and offensive content. These HR experts' views are not representative of their past, present, or future employers. If you have ever heard, My manager is unfair to me, I need you to reset my
1: HR portal password, or
0: Can I write up my employee for crying too much? Welcome to our little safe zone. Welcome. To Jaded
1: HR Welcome to Jaded HR, the podcast by two HR professionals who want to help you get through the day by saying all the things you're thinking but say them out loud. I'm Warren Workman and this is Feathers here we are again. Boy, Excited. I got ex- exactly what I was going to say. Squirrel, no squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> if you can't
0: tell how our work week's been so far, there you go.
1: <laughs> exactly. We we had a nice little chat online, offline about all the stuff we're going through, and maybe one day it'll make a great. No, not. Maybe it definitely will make a great story. One, a <laughs> each, a each of us audience. our
0: own episode. We each have our own episode. So this was this was my
1: fucking week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it, it's a little. Bit what's crazy our retail out. buddy with a
0: our retail buddy with a crazy name that was the reviewer wants to get into HR. Yeah, I don't know, buddy. I appreciate it, but um, you <laughs> might you might want to keep rethinking your priorities.
1: <laughs> giving him fair warning. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, you know I, thinking honestly, I do think that maybe retail is probably the place that could be worse than HR in terms of dealing with ridiculous people on a regular basis. I don't know.
0: I don't know. Uh, yes. You're dealing but with just, the general public. I mean, we basically are dealing with the general public as well. It's a little bit different, though, when they're coming into a store. At least we're paying them. So they have like a little bit of hopefully allegiance to us. As a company, Hopefully, but maybe. No, just a little bit, just a
1: little bit. Once like, upon want, a time. Yeah. Do you
0: want to get paid? Do you want the gold watch? Like, what do you want?
1: <laughs> and basically, people are getting whatever the hell they do want anytime <laughs> they ask for it now. Uh, yes. It's only getting worse.
0: It's only getting worse.
1: Absolutely. I said that twice for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> not stuttering today. <laughs> <laughs> no, not yet, at least. <laughs> I'll give me a few more. Drinks and we'll, we can talk about stuttering. <laughs> yeah, let's turn this into a happy hour. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, this week once again we've had a few more reviews. We had one from Great Britain and one from Canada, but neither—they were both five-star reviews—but neither gave us uh, any comments, any narrative. So I do speak Great British and I do speak <laughs> Canadian. So <laughs> I, I want to know do what you, you have to say, Parlez-vous <laughs> <in> Français. <laughs> Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, but now I have Google Translate. That's all I needed to have. Yeah.
0: That actually used me when I was in Columbia one time. Google Translate was great. But you know, Warren, I actually got a, I actually got a review from a, a buddy of ours we went to college with. Said he sat down and listened to it and he, he sent me a text message. He was like, hey, Feathers, I loved it. I thought it was great. And I'm like... All right. Well, you're an avid podcaster in the terms of you listen to a lot of shows all the time. He's giving me recommendations for other things that are different subject matters. I'm like, all right, dude. Like, give us some, give me some feedback. Give me something. Like, let's make this better. No, oh, man, it was great. <laughs> give me anything. No, it's just great hearing like two buddies talk about something they know something about. I'm like, bullshit. We have got you snowballed. You think we actually know what we're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Google it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But a shout out to our, our buddy Aaron, went to college with a long, long, long oh, yeah. time ago. Again, not stuttering. A long time ago. But uh, thanks, Wilson. Aaron, thanks for the feedback.
1: Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Aaron. Look forward to seeing you again soon, buddy. And keep listening and spread the word. Yeah. So. And next time, give us a review. <laughs> Put it on Apple. Didn't happen if it's not on writing. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Right. Actually, that's the best practice. That's, that's the best practice today, the right there. We're already done
0: with the show. Here's your best practice. Document it.
1: <laughs> document it. So, I got on a little tangent this week about dress codes. I, you, mean, I saw you, link-
0: mean,
1: you mean masks, <laughs> or actual dress codes? <laughs> well, we'll get to masks, I'm sure, at some point again. Uh, unfortunately. But David Miklas on LinkedIn, he put out a a case study of what is a, a case that happened online. So this is, it's one of those things you just have to shake your head and think, whatever. But a female employee at Walgreens complained to her manager about sexual comments she receives from male customers. And the manager's response was, you should quit wearing skirts. And then you should take it as a compliment. (laughs) So nobody's done any training with this manager, apparently, about what to do, uh, how to handle
0: this
1: (laughs) type of situation. But obviously, because this manager didn't do diddly shit, the, the harassment from customers continues. She requested a transfer from the district manager to another store. It was denied. So... She tells a co-worker she's investigating her rights regarding hostile work environments. And what happens next? Now she gets written up. So she's now suing Walgreens for sex discrimination and retaliation. Uh, Walgreens attempted to file for a summary dismissal, and they lost. So this sucker is going to trial.
0: No shit's going to trial. Like, <laughs> are you kidding me? Like, we're going to try to get this dismissed? No, that ain't going to happen.
1: You know, now to get this dismissed when she comes to you and saying about the complaints, oh, really? Take it in consideration and talk to her and actually have a conversation rather than, oh, stop wearing skirts or you should take it as a compliment. And I can just see the retail manager being extra creepy and saying, "You should take it as a compliment or something." Oh, like.
0: oh there's extra creepiness going on all, all, all around here. And for all we know, it's probably the manager. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, can you yeah. stop making these comments about me? I don't know who else to complain to because you are my manager.
1: So <laughs> then she goes to the district manager. Nope. Yeah. 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 No. Hey, you should take this as a compliment. <laughs> Strike two. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh man. So, but it got me thinking a lot about dress codes and dress code violations. And these are some of my least favorite things to deal with as a HR person. Really? Because most things, unless you have a very strict dress code and sometimes you need to, sometimes it's just company culture, what have you, but it, it shouldn't really be an issue. But over my years of experience, I've seen when you're talking about just plain dress code violations, hands down, women are the biggest violators. Sorry, not being sexist, not being anything about that, but between improper footwear and things that are too revealing or a dress length that someone thinks is too small or too short, uh, those those type of things, it is it seems to be women who do the the, the violations of the dress code most frequently. Like I said, through my experience, and and what's even worse, being a middle-aged dude, being a creepster, uh, having to talk, investigate this woman's perceived dress code violation, and especially the younger the the alleged violator, the the creepier you feel. So you get this twenty-something in there who's dolled up or whatever, or inappropriately dressed, and then you have to be the creepster in there. Yes, who <laughs> could be your daughter? <laughs> who's young enough to be my daughter or, right uh, yeah that that's just that's just crazy, but uh, yeah, there's nothing worse than dress code violations as it's so subjective, and I really do think that a as I said, it's subjective, but b I think a lot of dress codes are actually written to more towards women than towards men, and that's probably why they have had more issues but but now, flip the coin a little bit. If it comes to like safety equipment, safety apparel violations, no, nope. women are, in my experience, once again, have been almost 100% compliant. And it's the men who are the PPE equipment violators. If it's their safety shoes or not wearing a hairnet or hearing protection or whatever it is, men, like hands down, you're, you're the worst for those type things. The women, oh, no problem with the hair nuts or the steel toes or anything like that. It's, it's always the men, I'm like, I don't know what it is. Anyhow. Uh, no, uh, just
0: just thinking about that, especially in the warehouse situation where I've where I worked in a, in a previous life. You know, like you talk about safety shoes and it just cracks me up the most because you are 100% accurate. If I go back and think about my years in, the, in distribution, very rarely did I have a situation where a female violated the safety procedures or the safety codes, the safety shoes. That was... Almost never happened. The dudes that we had in the building, straight up, if they could get away with it, they were trying to get away with it. Having flip flops on, driving around forklifts, <laughs> still loading up
1: feathers. Yeah, on, you,
0: yeah, exactly, exactly. It, you know, it, it made me think of, and I know we're talking about dress code, but it. got go on a little tangent for a second. I, I read a book several years ago, and I'm not going to even try to say the name of the book because I'm going to do it injustice. I did my homework in that sense. But he talked about in the book about asking a question and just stopping, letting the applicant kind of hear what the question is and give their own answer. And it was a very big screening out process for me because I would ask the question. All right. So you're in the warehouse and you notice somebody with a safety violation or I would or would say, give me an example of a time you noticed a safety violation. Then I would just shut up and let them answer the question. It was always my favorite when somebody would go well i noticed like uh so-and-so not wearing their steel-toed shoes or their harness when they're on top of the forklift and they would just stop well that's great you you answered the question you definitely identified something that they uh they weren't doing but did you do anything else to assist in the situation (laughs) so it was always like the screen out for me like oh no okay all right so you're going to notice them. So you're going to walk around the warehouse and be like, oh, there's a violation. Oh, there's a violation. Oh, there's a violation. But the you reaction didn't think about it. So I, did, I didn't want them in the building. Or the um, – uh, I don't know why that, that story took me there. But that just always just oh, takes no. me back to those, thinking about that situation. But it was also funny, like, seeing like the flip-flops, the tennis shoes. And they make steel-toed tennis shoes. But you can distinctly tell the difference between a steel-toed tennis shoe and a tennis shoe. Right. I don't think Air Jordans have come up with steel-toed <laughs> versions yet. If they have – that's like a million dollars that they're missing out on, because I know so many people that wear word, word, steel-toed Jordans. Stop
1: that We're going we're gonna to patent this. I know. Us.
0: I know. Exactly. <laughs> hey, Nike, we have a million dollar idea for you. <laughs> you got to make well,
1: steel-toed Jordans. Our buddy Dwayne got those custom-made Nike shoes. Maybe we could get Nike to do custom steel-toes. There you go. There we go. We just, just got to go tell them. So expensive. <laughs> but
0: then also, too, when you go back and talked about like the revealing clothes or the loose clothes, or we would have the situation where it would be too big of clothes, where you're working in a warehouse situation where you've got conveyor belts, you've got tractors flying all around. And actually, it was almost the reverse. You kind of wanted a tight, cl- tighter clothing exactly. that fit your body or hug your body because it was more of a safety protection where if you had a loose piece of clothing, it could suck up into something or whatever. Right, But man, when you would hit the summer months and all of a sudden I'd walk out in the warehouse and here come the tank tops. And let's just put it this way. It was frightening to see and frightening to see. <laughs> like, it, was like, <laughs> it was like, no, not, no, I, no. You, put a shirt on. I have a shirt on, Mr. Fe- no, you don't.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and that would go for male and female. No, I know you, you've been to the gym. You look great, buddy. You look great. Put a shirt on.
1: <laughs> Just need to show off my guns. So,
0: and then when you talk about, then you go back to the corporate setting, and then you introduce the casual Fridays or the casual summer dress. I'll, I'll go on, I'll stand on the soapbox right now, and people and any company that works with me is probably going to hate me for saying this. I hate casual Friday. I hate casual summer. And it all boils down to I'm frightened by what I'm going to see walking into the building on a Friday or during the summertime because there might be a policy it does not mean they're reading it
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I they here casual I'll they' hear casual oh they're casual and it's like
1: yeah there's casual and then there's there's casual. Casual. <laughs> like,
0: are you going to the beach but you're working all eight hours today um, so I'm not quite sure what you're gonna be doing at your desk and you know the air conditioning is gonna be pumping in this building today so you're gonna be actually freezing your ass off most of the day but um yeah, thanks for um, not wearing anything.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, that's about basically what it seems like.
1: The only thing I think is worse than that is having a written dress code that you maybe even make your employees sign off on, and then you don't adhere to it at all. I mean, that's complete waste. So then now I need to go and talk. Hey, Warren, you know you need to be you're you're not following dress code. You're wearing jeans. You're not supposed to be wearing jeans, and but nothing else has ever been adhered to. And things like that. So that that's one thing that gets me. If you're going to have it written, you're going to have a dress code. Follow it. If you're not, make it make it usable. Don't make it too too strict. and then the subjectiveness. So there's just no way to get around the subjectiveness. What no. is too revealing for person A is just fine for person B. <laughs> and, and things like that. Yeah, it's that. all in the eyes yeah. of the beholder. It's yeah, all like- and it, it's just oh, and and. I, I did work at a environment where it was professional dress every day of the week. Every once in a while, we'd have situations where if you donated, I think it was mm-hmm. like $25 to whatever charity they were supporting, you got to wear jeans on one day, but you had to be wearing your sticker saying, I donated to whatever the charity of that mm-hmm. event was. but and, and that worked out pretty well. But while I was in that professional environment, I had a woman come to me basically in tears because somebody had said something to her about her dress and uh, her the way she was dressed not a dress uh, that day she was wearing a in my opinion a very professional pantsuit except it was capri length and somebody <laughs> did not take well to seeing that bottom quarter of her calf or that bottom half of her calf and she was just irate and the dress code just said professional it didn't cover we are a professional environment of uh, every day and it didn't go into any specifics about Capri or anything. And I, I told her, well, my opinion is you're dressed just fine. I don't have an issue with what you're wearing. I think we'll, we'll escalate it if you'd like and, and get a further opinion, but I I don't have a problem with it. And, but just people getting in tears over dress code violations and, and then Heaven forbid the person that actually gets talked to about a dress code violation. They're going to be the the hall monitor for the rest of the company. Oh, there's Warren. He's wearing sneakers today. He shouldn't be wearing sneakers. Oh, there's there's feathers. He's got a tank top on. You know, whatever uh, the, the situation is, and they're going to make the rest of the, everybody know who else is not is violating the dress code because you had to speak to to them about it, and that's this. Uh, just dress codes are are awful all the way around hard horrible to enforce in my my opinion so
0: so i just looked up um i was just googling like 10 employee dress code violations or top 10 employee dress code violations so this was issued back in 2019 actually looks like the harford put this out so wow good for you harford so some things you already covered, yeah? You know, breaking out that beachwear. It's 80 degrees. Woohoo! hoo to the beach. No, you're not. You're sitting in your office for eight hours. So I don't need to see a Hawaiian shirt. Don't need to see tank tops. Don't need to see flip flops. Showing too much skin. Well, of course. There's always that issue. That does that issue happens all the time. Now this is an interesting one. Exposing tattoos. Well, you know what you said? Tattoos. 2019, right. Yeah, 2019. Tattoos have become a lot more, I don't want to mainstream. say mainstream. Oh, oh, look at that.
1: I would you say are... mainstream, actually. My wife now has tattoos. I never thought she would have tattoos. I,
0: I mean, I've got tattoos, but I mean, I, I have them covered purposely in a business environment where you can't see them.
1: You mean those teardrops under your eye? Or... <laughs>
0: <laughs> actually, I actually have got Tyson. This is the Tyson tattoo on my face. It's like my reading, my reading glasses and my Tyson tattoo. <laughs> So, I don't know. I think it all depends upon the work environment that you're, you're, seeing but even in a of.
1: true professional environment, tattoos, I think, are be more acceptable now than they were even 10 years ago. If you're like oh, in an insurance agency or something like that. Now, if you have these full sleeves and neck tats and things like that, you're pretty, you probably want to tone that down, but just, your general generic tattoo, and I hate to say generic because I know that each one is a work of art. But uh, <laughs> they all uh, got meaning, Warren. They all have meaning. They all have meaning. <laughs> this one's meaning is, I was too drunk on a Friday night. <laughs> right. right, It actually I had win. like 500 extra dollars in my pocket. And, <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm bored. Can you just put something on <laughs> me? Or or you have the guinea pig people that just get tattoos, tattooed on them as so people are practicing. I know people like that. They just get, oh yeah, tattoo my arm. It's fine. I know you're practicing. You'll clean it up later. <laughs> uh, let's see here dressing too informally for important meetings well yeah that's called you're being an idiot just know the situation that you're in understand how you're supposed to dress wearing jeans you know we covered that i mean i've worked for organizations as well that if you paid like the five ten bucks whatever you get to wear jeans on friday or uh, we put signs out especially coming from the financial retail world like working in bank bank offices like that was a that was a big perk we got to wear jeans we didn't have to be a suit every single day here we go, wearing the wrong color. So think about that for a second. Think about the big retail stores that maybe they have to have a certain color shirt on or rail car companies. They've yeah. just started relaxing.
1: They used to be a white shirt and tie. That's all you could wear, no facial hair. Oh, facial hair. That's going back. I've spoken a couple of times. I've, I've been a baseball umpire for the past uh, almost 20 years. And I was doing high school ball. I lived right on the border of Virginia, North Carolina. I was doing high school ball, both in Virginia and North Carolina for a long time. And my final year working in North Carolina, I did uh, the state tournament. And then the next year, they passed rule. Umpires can't have facial hair below the the corner of their lips. And uh, I was like, Really?
0: Please Man. tell me you went out there rocking a 70 stash and just been like, just broke it out. Here we go. Steinbrenner be damned. I'm, I'm <laughs> rocking my big stash.
1: No, no. I, uh, I just said, okay, thank you very much. I will work elsewhere. <laughs> I, 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 just didn't understand. I don't know if they, I don't know if they still have that rule or, or not it, but that was just sort of the last thing for me. I, I got plenty of other games elsewhere. I could work. I didn't need to do that, but just really. You know what? What is the bona fide occupational qualification for having or requiring not having a a mustache? Am I going to need to wear a face mask to get oxygen at some point? Or I have no idea. Look
0: at you breaking on official terms and being all smart.
1: Yeah, is Yeah. A bona
0: fide. Whatever. Wow. BFOQs, I'm, I'm, baby. Wow, I'm sitting in the presence of greatness here
1: but i mean it's i would have fast
0: it, and pleading Don't... i i would have i would have grown the biggest goofiest mustache i possibly could have and made sure i took my mask off between every single call and look at the crowd <laughs> and then, like that was a strike ladies and gentlemen we're gonna we're gonna hope for one
1: more of those and that, i might call this person out like yeah but draw some attention to myself intentionally <laughs> yeah
0: hey look at the stash like point to it between everything.
1: inning like, yeah, like get the good old, pi- uh, oh, the raw pirate fingers. Mustache. Yeah. yeah play, the, play with the fingers.
0: The, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Sporting hats. Yeah. I have to agree. I'm not a big fan of hats in the office situation or kind of work environments. Unless
1: you're. If it's required, um, uh, it's yeah. part of your uniform of delivery. Oh, yeah, driver, that's pizza, that's driver, totally different. That. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're in an office environment, no hats are. No,
0: no tucking or not tucking in your shirt.
1: Again, Ooh, Biggie. It's that now, and uh, I was not really aware of this. Uh, I was discussing this with my wife once upon a time. They make men's shirts, dress shirts that are meant not to be tucked in. Oh yeah, that's a big enterprise now. Untuck it, I think is the untuck. Name of the yeah, they have yeah. that as well. But uh, I was like, as I was showing my wife a shirt I liked at a store, and she says, "You won't wear it." I said, "Oh, I like this shirt." She goes, "No, it's not designed to be tucked in." And I was like, really? And I was looking at it and I was like, oh, it is, the tail is longer, shorter. And so I'm like, oh, you're right. I'm not going to. Uh, I'm a boomer. I, no, I'm a boomer. I'm an Xer. <laughs> not that old. Uh, I, a, <laughs> I tuck in my shirt. I just, I don't feel like, comfortable in a dress shirt. Not and I'm, and I've, gone the, I've gone the opposite.
0: I used to be like, everything had to be tucked in. Now I'm like, oh, I don't care anymore. <laughs> 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 I'm getting older going, I'm, I'm going the opposite. I don't care. Uh, let's see here. Too much bling,
1: yeah. See, it's I don't know. If, I don't know if I'd call that. A, if you want to look gaudy, I don't have a problem with that. It's not how how is wearing you know ten rings, uh, ten gold necklaces, uh, all that other stuff. How is that interfering with you doing your job? I don't see I, that. I don't. But then again, you can say that for anything. How is me wearing a tank top? At my desk, not interfering with my right. job. So, I, I don't know. I, I don't have a problem with wearing too much jewelry.
0: When I think of bling, though. Now I'm thinking of like too much flair, not enough flair. Like thinking about the old restaurants when you had yeah. to have like your you have your 19 pieces of flair on, <laughs> or you're, you're going to be you're going to be sit home in reverse violation because you don't have enough flair. <laughs> the all, uh, office office space? space. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're making fun of the old Bennigan's restaurants. Like, gotta, oh yeah. Gotta ha- Got to have your flair. Got to have your flair. Do you
1: want to do just the bare minimum?
0: <laughs> yeah. 19. That's just the minimum. You got to be over 20. You got, you got, you need more flair. You need more flair.
1: I wish HR was a job you could do just the bare minimum because so you never can do the bare minimum because one thing always leads to another, leads to another, leads to another. And it just seems that way. And you cannot be the person with that min- mindset in HR that you're going, yeah, I'll just do the bare minimum today because. It, yeah, you can. Just never.
0: Yeah, you can do it. That's the person that you're, that's in your office going, you know, I just really want to get into HR. I like people. I like people. That's the <laughs> person that's getting the minimum because they don't understand what they're actually getting to the fuck themselves into.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, they'll do the minimum because they're probably already doing the minimum of their job already going,
1: but I really want to be in HR. I love that. Oh, you want to here, – here's your, here's your job trial. <laughs> we have an employee's ex-wife at the front door. Have at it, people person. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, deal with this ER issue. Have a nice day. (laughs) And don't break any laws while you're doing it. Even though you want to tell them all to fuck off. No, you can't do
1: that. (laughs) Yeah, you got to be the professional one all the time. Now let's see. Wearing clothes that look too wrinkled. Oh, no. Now, I used to be such a stickler my, I would iron and start. When I had to work in a professional environment, every weekend when doing laundry, I'd iron and starch all my shirts and everything. I was like always just right. Nowadays, if it's a little wrinkly, I'll throw it in the dryer for five minutes while I'm in the shower and, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and fluff it up. Fluff, it up, fluff it up, <laughs> and I'll put it on. And <laughs> up the shirt, I'm gonna wear. It's a little too wrinkly. Dryer five minutes, put it in the dryer while I'm in the shower. It's good to go. It's wonderful the wintertime too. It's a little toasty, and you get it out. And you're like, oh, this this is this is great.
0: I don't <laughs> should we do this, should we do this more often. <laughs> I
1: don't know. If last time I touched an iron, uh,
0: I think about it now.
1: I mean, definitely, especially
0: since the pandemic started. Because what's the point? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm not going anywhere.
1: <laughs> no
0: and of course they add in here like some some extras but in terms of like trading in the loafers for the flip flops or trading in the polo shirt for the tank top yeah we covered all that but like I don't know like just look in the mirror before you leave just have some common sense but then again you know common sense is not that common so it's like uh, just gonna wait for that phone call especially when the office is reopened back up again <laughs>
1: And and that's the thing. I, I was talking to a friend about they're about to return to the office, and there's like I've only worn sweatpants and t-shirts for the past however many months, sixteen months, however I don't even know how long it's been. Uh, but I've only worn. I haven't bought any new clothes in that long. He says I've gained a, a significant amount of COVID weight, and uh, <laughs> I'm not in my work clothes, so now I've got to go out and find clothes to wear to work. So that's. That's a real problem, I think a lot of people are if they are already haven't returned to work or they're going to return to work they're gonna have as I know I've put on some covid pounds and things like that i i need to need to cut those back,
0: that does pose an interesting question like what will be i mean here we are facing all these new norms, even though I'm starting to get really sick of that expression. <laughs> but what will be I mean, what will be the new traditional concept in terms of dress code? Because it could dramatically have a paradigm shift where it's casual all the time.
1: I think that with the labor shortage that we're mm-hmm. going through now, employees are in absolute control. They're in the driver's seat. They, And I think in a good way, it could help some things. Maybe it, some policies get laxed, uh, you know, things that are maybe overburdening or whatever they're just a little bit too much get relaxed hopefully uh maybe more casual environment maybe less work hours per week I, d- I don't know what it is but I, I do see major changes coming as uh, our wonderful friends at Sherm, they were talking about the resignation tsunami that's coming because people are going either being forced back to work that don't want to go to work or have other jobs that are, they've been searching us now it, every job is at a premium right now i mean health kids at mcdonald's are getting 15 16 17 dollars an hour or more i mean what about those the professionals in the world that they can get a salary bump and the companies that aren't keeping up are going to get left behind they're going to have exodus type of uh, situations as you can you can get another job it's not like oh man the economy's so tight i can't leave my job right now
0: and the labor shortage is only going to widen because if boomers are starting to get to a situation where they can really truly retire,
1: you just say, fuck it. I'm gone. <laughs> yeah,
0: like Why not? Like, I mean, I guess if the, if the housing market collapse at all, where they can actually go get that dream house or something of that nature, then yeah, why not? Why, why, why remain in the workforce or you can remain in the workforce and work remotely because that has to be again, against my, against my own better judgment in terms of words, that has to be the new norm. I mean, it, it's, if you're competing now, you're competing against companies that will allow the people now to be permanently
1: remote. And that means you're completely competing nationally uh, mm-hmm. for talent. Yeah, not No
0: longer regionally, no longer regionally at all. No, it's, yeah. it, it's the wild, wild west now. It's everybody against everybody.
1: Yeah. And because so many jobs can be done remotely if, well, if to- it just all depends on what
0: state you live in because you might not want to hire in that state because their labor laws suck.
1: The labor laws, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why is California's unemployment rate seventy five percent right now? <laughs> yeah, the country, the country's at eight.
0: <laughs> California's at seventy five percent, and Colorado's at fifty five percent. Can't figure <laughs> out why.
1: Look at your labor laws, jackasses. <laughs> and it's only getting worse and but that's exactly what's going to happen they can we talked about cost of living differences and paying for location living wages and all those things yeah people people can get good jobs with companies that they thought oh I, I live in this little small podunk town in north carolina here but i can work for a giant google or i can work for whomever right here in my home office so that's that's the that is the new norm, and companies need to realize that they're not just competing in their sector, they're not just competing in their region, they're they're competing nationally for talent. And the companies that play well and play hard are going to win the talent wars. Mm-hmm. And people need to be prepared. That's that is the legitimate next HR crisis to deal with, or the current one, I guess. Is it's it's happening now as we speak.
0: Yeah, it's only going to get it's only going to get wider.
1: Yeah, So that was not so jaded, but it's uh, it's the reality of the world right now. But it's, make, it's keeping it fun, keeping it real for us. So which
0: kind of like just feeds right into my best practice. I was thinking about earlier today is, you know, the labor shortage is real and, and we can't actually we can make jokes about it all we want. But it is a factual, factual thing. So this is actually a truthful best practice this week. Got to do succession planning. Absolutely. If 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 the trends are if the trends are what they really are predicting, people are going to walk out the effing door, and all the institutional knowledge that you've had, you've lost it. You've got to get people in the right positions. You've got to talk to them. You've got to figure out what their aspirations are. You got to do all the right things for not only the people but for the company. So, in a non-jaded way, do your fucking succession planning. Because if not, those people are going to be picked off and go somewhere else.
1: Mm-hmm. Be a good employer. That's all it comes down to. Just do it. Be a good per- employer. It's yeah. it's, a, it's really not that hard, honestly.
0: Yeah. Wear your wear your tank tops. Wear your flip flops. Wear your hat sideways. But be a fucking good employer. That's it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, that does wrap us up for today. A little bit shorter of an episode, but yep. Uh, We will see you next time on Jaded HR. I'd like to thank the Underscore Orchestra for the use of our theme song, Devil with the Devil. And thank you to the great voice artist, Andrew Kolpa for our disclaimer. As always, I'm Warren Workman. And this is Feathers. And we're helping you survive HR one what-the-fuck moment at a time.